domain is what you were saying, right? Yeah, Again. I don't know what it was. Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I just was dying from some really crappy <coughs> pork lo mein. That was, pork lo mein. That was like driving me crazy. Did I, you go I get some? That. No, no, no. We were no. driving around. I was like, hey, there's a really shitty place. Let's stop there. Hey, there's a shitty place. Let's stop there. Nobody, nobody's in. Nobody pays attention. Nobody knows my name. Nobody's glad I came. <laughs> I, <You> ordered, <laughs> I ordered fifty dollars worth of Chinese food delivered to my house yesterday. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Was it all I mean, pork lo mein? No. Oh there was no pork God. lo mein at all. I'm talking the kind where there's no distinct big chunks of meat. There's just the thin little julienne stuff. That's the ribbon. Red on the you ends. think it may just be the bologna wrapper? Yeah. It may not actually be pork. It yeah. may just be diced up yeah. bologna. Oh, Oh, wow, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. Right. Bologna lo mein. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That could be the greatest thing in the world. I'm going to start a fusion restaurant. That could restaurant. be a terrible idea. No. Oh. Let's no, see here. So you, noodles right. and bologna. If you did it, if you did noodles it with, and bologna. That sounds like something that, from the Midwest. If you did it with okay? spam, you can make it fly in Hawaii. If you did it with spam, you can make it fly in Hawaii. Uh, wait. Pork lo mein. And spam you do like a burrito wrap with fried bologna. You know, like a taco. No. You take some bologna, you throw it in the frying I could pan, see, I could see Spam. Fuck, you can deep fry going. that, and, you, and you'd really be from oh, the South. No, let's not deep fry it. <laughs> deep fried bologna deep fried, taco. Deep fried bologna Low main tacos. tacos. Oh, my God. I think it'd be great. <laughs> this is fucking America. barbecue sauce. This sauce is America right now for you folks. <laughs> all, all you're missing is guns and apple pie. All right, well, let's put it well, this way. Well, I am doing pie, technically. We're having a, a pot pie. Let's put it this way. Do, 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 do you like salami and eggs? I like salami and no. okay, just no. almost right. anything. You've never had it. Okay. No. It's a John? particular dish. Do I like salami? Yes. No. Salami and eggs. What's different between salami and you, eggs? You take, a, you take a couple of slices of salami and you dice them all up. You throw them in the frying pan and you get them kind of crispy. Then you throw in the eggs, scramble it yeah. all together. It's yeah. like the greatest thing in the world. It's like ham and yeah. eggs with salami. I do that kind of shit. Yeah. New yeah, pepperoni but it's not and eggs, eggs is awesome too. Yeah, so I don't understand why you're making fun of the pork lo mein bologna taco. Oh fucking Jesus! Because it's a pork lo mein bologna, bologna taco. taco. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you'll be that's, sorry. You'll be sorry. I'll open up a restaurant, and it, oh. the next thing you know, it's going to be the greatest thing in the world. Food the cart. only thing you're going to pass is the health inspection. What's the because... name of the food cart? Is is the food cart just called bologna lo mein? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bologna lo mein. It's going to be. It's gonna be all the hepcats. That is be, that uh, is that is your food truck. That's my bologna lo mein. <laughs> That's my food truck. I mean, all the hepcats and you know. Oh man. Oh yeah. You haven't had bologna taco. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't know about it. Yeah. It's gonna be like that. So Portlandia. Yeah. Phony bologna. Well, you heard they shut down that food truck in Portland. In Portland. Yeah, because of cultural appropriation. Coop's Burritos got shut down because it was run by two women. Two white women who learned women. who learned how to, how to make, make tacos bur- or burritos. No, the tortillas they learned. What In Mexico. I finally had to click on a couple at, uh, articles and read about it because it just seemed like a fucking joke. Like an onion. It had to be an onion article. Right? No, nah, it was true. No, it was real. It was really true. <coughs> shut down because they were not Hispanic. And they learned their tortilla-making recipe by watching people in Latin America. Yeah. Like, I, so in other words, like, so what? Floored. Like, so why are... I'm why, why, why do we have so many Taco Bells, then? Or Pizza Huts. Or, like, I mean, I just, I don't know. And apparently the burrito was invented in L.A., so... I'm amazed at this whole thing. I, so, I, either I, way. All right, let's go on like about that. Let's get there. political. Let's go on. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Ruined Heroes. 
Uh, we are a weekly podcast wherein the three of us discuss a topic of societal renown. I, Tyler, do research. John. I kind of look around on the internet. And Rupert. Is now craving pork lo mein again. Okay. Why did I go into that topic? I don't remember I don't, why we got onto pork lo mein. Honestly, pork lo mein is brought up pretty much every time you walk through that I, damn door. It's frequent. All right, well, i got to fill on some. It's the new fill on <laughs> uh, You can find Did he us, eat pork lo mein tacos? The stuff. You can find us as Ruined Heroes on the interwebs, including iTunes and Stitcher, where we love it if you guys give us a subscription and a good review. It helps others find our loving arms. That's what I wrote this time. Wow, that's uh, very 12-stuff. Right. If you want to interact with us, you can find us as Ruin Heroes Pod at Gmail and on Facebook. We dig interacting. In fact, have been doing weekly hint shit, and it's been fun. Wow. I like you know the, you want to come on? like the lingo usage. We dig. We dig it. Digging shit? Yeah, we dig it. Mmm. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Cultural, yeah. Okay, so this week... Well, why don't you describe the picture if we're doing that one? The Yeah, we are doing the one that I put the hint up. So what was it's the picture? It's the pasta. Okay, online, on Facebook. If you go to the Facebook page, you'll see a picture of some funny-shaped pasta. And generally, I try and keep it just obscure enough that Rupert doesn't would have to Google search it or something. But this week, I didn't win. <laughs> he guessed. Topic is... Hulk Hogan. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm so close to the door. Oh, come on, brother! There's a reason why my seat is closest to the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be sh- this is gonna be shitterific. It's gonna be fantastic. No, it's John's it's idea, actually. We decided since we're doing two, the John's idea. We I picked one. He picked one. I gave him three his, options. This is one of this his is three. This is the one he went with. And I I did some pre- preliminary research on the like I narrowed it down to two immediately because with the third one I didn't like it all. <laughs> did a little bit of just watched some YouTube videos on each topic that he gave me and this is what I went with. So the pasta that was on the Facebook page is pasta from Pasta Mania. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's not even year long or year it didn't even live a year or so I have a year mall based. Pasta shop where you could get pasta with all kinds of wrestling themes, including the pasta that you can see on the Facebook page, which is in Hulk Hogan shapes. Well, unlike a lot of the uh, the, the professional wrestlers, the the company generally owns all of the intellectual rights to their character. So Hulk Hogan actually managed to maintain some of his own rights, but he couldn't right. he couldn't do that with. We'll get uh, into that. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the whole, he couldn't use his to promote wrestling, but he could. And it was written into his contract that he could still promote all of his pastas and all the other all shit. All other products. So he I had, have to, a whole he had list to brand diversify. Let me give you some history on the guy. He was born August 11th in 1953 in Augusta, Georgia. His name is Terry Eugene Bolea. With a name like that, that might be why he became kind of ruffian. Terry, not a wrestling name. Neither is Eugene. But yet every guy I've ever known named Terry has been kind of a big, big guy. Except for, I have that one friend, Terry. I don't know. Angie and Terry. Oh, okay. He's not big guy. He's yeah. big personality character. All right. All right. Uh, anyhow. No wrestlers named Terry, though. Right. Not that I can think of. No professional wrestler. He is the son of Pietro and Ruth Bolea. Uh, his dad went by Peter, not Pietro, but that Pietro was his name. Dad was a construction worker who died in 2001. Mom was a homemaker and a dance teacher who died in 2011. He credits Vince McMahon Sr. for discovering him in 1979 at the massive size of 6 foot 8 inches and around 300 pounds. The guy is fucking huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's a he's a big boy. He yeah. really is. He's like almost as tall as James Comey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who James Comey is. Wow. Hey, Mr. Hookden. He's the former FBI director that got fired. Oh. Yeah, yeah that guy was a giant. That guy, oh. Yeah, he was a giant. He was a giant. Oh, okay. oh yeah, he was a giant. I, like, yeah. I was, I was in social... Okay. He's no, freakishly tall. Yeah. He, yeah, six foot eight. Yeah. He was also six foot eight. Yeah. Well, Eli, who's been on the podcast, is six seven. Yeah. So he's that tall. But uh, Eli is also a, a rail. But, so, you guys at Truck... Uh, it is said that he sat next to Lou Ferrigno on a Memphis interview show, and it was noticed he was much larger than the guy who actually was playing the Hulk, and that be maybe where calling him the Hulk came from. That was my favorite of the stories I found. Another one was that McMahon just called him the Hulk. Really? That's the high watermark. Yeah, that was my favorite of the stories uh, okay. of where the Hulk name came from. Okay. It's not my favorite of the stories yet. There's some good <laughs> stories. Um, <clears throat> he was a pretty good pitcher for a while. Uh, as a youth, until an injury stopped his baseball playing. I think it was an arm injury. Is he left-handed? I don't know. I thought pitchers that were left-handed had some advantage. They do. That. They have an edge because it confuses yeah. the batter's side angle. It's the only sports yeah. thing I know. Well, it does. It does fuck you Since up. Since I'm in the left-handed fraternity. I, as a youth, was a baseball player as well. Uh, not my adult. He was a bassist, fretless, basically bass, bass player. Oh, a number, really? Yeah, a number of bands in Florida. Ruckus, R-U-C-K-U-S, so actually spelled Ruckus. correctly. Ruckus. Like Uncle Ruckus? I, I don't know, but it was his most recent band before the Wrestling Boot Band in 1995, which was mainly a cover band, and I don't know, I wrote they were decent, but I think I was drunk. So he's the Jocko Pistorius of the wrestling world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was, but uh, apparently he... Was offered the base position in Metallica at one point in time. Ah, that would have looked good. That's a story that's out there. That would have looked good. That's a story that's out there, but it is. I cannot confirm nor deny it. It sounds terribly rumored. Did did he move on to try and like knock off Doyle and the Misfits? Right. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. (laughs) That would have been a good match. Actually, you know what? Every now and then you got these dopey bands with two drummers. Mm -hmm. Like, are there bands with two bassists? Because if you had Hulk Hogan and Doyle doing dual bass for the Misfits, that would be cool. That would be fucking awesome. That would be Pork Lomain cool. That's how cool that, that would be. That would be fucking cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll give a dollar on Patreon toward that. Yeah. Just so. like the Tom Jones version of Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah. Yeah. These are two things we fully support. Things they were, we'd like They to were brought see. up on this podcast, so we hold all the intellectual rights as property. Yeah. But other than that... Uh, That's it. We are, we are behind these ideas. And we're cheap. All we want is a nod on the first chain, the stage show. On these right. Things. Like, maybe get up on stage and sing a handshake. Yeah. A podcast appearance. No, they'd never come here. No, we jump up on stage. We <laughs> the, the Misfits are playing, and we got Doyle and, and Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan bass. playing bass, and we demand that the Misfits do like a cover of Sweet Home Alabama. Well, you got a bass, don't you? Do you own a bass? I'm sure it's I own a bass. We'll take our bass guitars, we'll jump up on stage, we'll play bass guitar with them. Then there will be four basses. That's what every band wants. That's the best. That's the best. John's not indulging our immaturity or consent. No. John's just like, you guys done. Why are you not into this idea? This is a fucking great idea. I wasn't paying attention. 
have the misfits play on top of my bologna pork lo mein taco truck. So now you might be onto something. Yeah. <laughs> In his own words, he dropped out of college to become a rock star and a wrestler. He quickly broke his leg while learning to wrestle during re- wrestling uh, practices. Actually. I think it was his coach that broke his leg at the time, in all honesty. if I, I may have that written down somewhere else. Uh, but he went back 16 weeks later wrestling. Uh, Hulkmania came around in 1982 during a Johnny Carson interview. The quote from Hulk is, It's like a new cult. Like, follow the leader. Truth, justice, and the Hulk Hogan way. My best Hulk Hogan, I probably yeah. He he was constantly trying to do that, constantly yeah. trying to 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 who's Americanizing establish himself. a cult of personality around himself. It, trying he it, did it, fucking successful. He did really. He is known he the world over. Yeah, he, he wrestled in Jap- in Japanese professional wrestling once in a while. I wrote some of uh. that down here. Uh, <clears throat> he's like literally the world over, and anybody that can come into a movie and play a ca- or do a cameo. Of themselves is fucking known, I and he's done true. that in a number of movies. Is he the most professional wrestler? He is the most, most known he professional must, wrestler. Yeah, he must. Yeah. professional wrestling grew a lot on his back, is what I learned. Yeah, I don't. I'm not did. a wrestling guy. I don't watch it. Uh, in fact, I put a disclaimer here. I'm going to get a lot of wrestling shit wrong. So if you're a wrestling person, lay off. I'm not. I learned a lot this week, but. It seems to me, by my research, that wrestling is on his shoulders. It, he grew it. It, it to was. What it is. Um, he he was paid very, very, very well for it. Well, for that and for breaking <laughs> himself. Mm-hmm. So, but even still, it's called cultural appropriation. It's called you know, Neil Mascaras was was the dude who got professional wrestling going in the United States. Right. That 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 guy was like back in the seventies. Neil Mascaras. Neil Mascaras. He was with the Mexican wrestling where you have a Spider-Man mask on. The, the, yeah, the Nacho Libre. That's how the pro wrestling really started in like the early 70s and people were like watching it. And then like all of a sudden, and Cindy Lauper, you know, actually, if you really want to get touched, She was in it a lot in the early days. But a whole Neil Mascaras and the Mexican wrestling is on TV in the early 70s and everybody's sort of watching it and then it sort of fades out a little bit and then Cindy Lauper gets big on it with that guy... Lou Alzado or Captain something with the, with, the with the rubber, rubber bands. bands in his face. Yeah, and, and uh, she hooks up with him, and the next thing you know, we got Hulkamania. Vince, Vince. That was that was the Vince McMahon creation era. Right. Yeah. That's that's when the Vince McMahon thing. Like, why do I know this stuff? I don't know because I don't know this stuff, and I spent a week looking into. You've Hulk never Hogan. heard. Of I the, looked into Hulk Hogan, man. I did not look into you've the. Never, so you've never heard of Neil Mascaras? No, I didn't. Okay, no, I, that, was that, was the, the, that was the whole Mexican thing where they would wrestle in the sequin leotards with a face mask. I know what it is. I know what it is. I didn't run okay. into it this week. I don't think Jesus fuck. Hey, don't blame me if you're unprepared. Christ. Jerk. I'll be your school teacher. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh the first... First WWF match was said to be against his first WWF match was supposed to be supposed to be against Ted DeBias around seventy nine to eighty at Madison Square Gardens. So this is the era that you're talking about. Probably. Uh, he was wrestling before that. Uh, he and his pal Brutus Beefcake, if you remember him in the wrestling world, uh, not from the porn. World. Joined the Alabama wrestling organization and started uh, wrestling as Terry and Ed Boulder, the Boulder Brothers. <laughs> so he did wrestle under Terry for a little while. 
But that was, I mean, that was 77, 78 that he was wrestling in. Like I said, it was the Alabama Wrestling League. Then WWF in 79, 80. 1980, he went by Ichabon in the Japan, what, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Circuit was what they called it. Uh, it, Ichabon translates to number one. So that was... Ishiban. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Ishiban. Okay. Well, that was 1980 when he became big in Japan, as they say. Everybody knows Japan as a dish pan. <laughs> Japan's a crazy. I, I've never been. I want to go, but the culture and what they fall in love with is just super unpredictable. Uh, so crazy. Yeah, they they. It's from one extreme to the other. Yeah, you know, and stuff. you could have both of those extreme happen within the same person within a minute. You know, the, the honor, the, the whole family, everything. But I, we digress. So, 1982, he was in Rocky Three. So this is the beginning of the cult of personality thing. Mm-hmm. Flying high. Flying high. Oh, my God, really? On cassette, totally. Well, of course, on cassette. I guess I didn't need to say that. But, yeah, I totally have that album. Wow, well, it could have been, been on 8-track. It could have been on 8-track. It's a cassette. Have you it. have ascended to a different level of... That's not ascension. That's you deception. Know, that's that's, you <laughs> that's sinking. Climb down a lower rung on the into the pit of lameness with that. Did you buy that like retail or like twenty years later? It was a Christmas down? gift. Oh, in, okay. in probably oh, okay. 1982, actually. You probably asked for that. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I got Grease and Kiss. Oh my God. And- and that no, come on! You're hurting my. You're hurting my. Soul. Can you imagine you're the, 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 the records? What the is records that? Clerk, as somebody That's walks reality, up and bitch. buys Grease and Life Kiss, the suburbs. Grease, Kiss, and the Rocky Three soundtrack. Yeah. Wow. I think that was all the same Christmas. So I guess no condoms with that purchase, right? <laughs> it was. I yeah. was what eighty two. Jesus, I was nine. We were nine. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and I was just about to graduate college. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why am I hanging? You know, if you guys, I would have been the, the evil older brother, and I could have steered you, you away. From you already are. I've, I've yeah. said that on the <laughs> Jesus, hey, guys. you crazy dogs. All right, so. Okay, yeah, I think it worked. But we're back. Dogs went a little mad. mad and yeah. Yeah, okay, we're, we're good again. But yeah, you're the older brother thing. So anyway, back to Hulk Hogan. Uh... But I don't know what are we going to talk. Oh, 1985. We we were on Rocky three, 1982, and that was yeah. kind of the beginning of the cult of personality thing. So 1985, he appeared with real life friend, Mr. T, in the <laughs> ring. Wrestling was getting super huge at this point. Uh, they were against Roddy Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful. If you remember those guys. So Mr. T <clears throat> had a car air freshener. Did did Hulk Hogan have a car air freshener? Okay, let's see if I can find that list of Hulk Hogan products. Because it was the most mysterious car air, fr- air freshener ever. Like, what did the Mr. T car air freshener smell like? Pity. Smelled like pity. <laughs> it smelled like pity. <laughs> I pity the fool. I pity the fool puts the thing in an AMC pacer. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's exactly where it was. Yeah. It was in an AMC Pacer. Yeah, you'd see an yeah, AMC like, Pacer. Yeah, like I was going to be in a cool van with a teardrop window. Yeah, no, you'd see an AMC Pacer <laughs> with a Mr. T air freshener, and you're just like, what statement is this trying to make here? You can, you can figure it out. Okay, way, way, way back, Shit. there was uh, Richard Belzer. You know who he is, right? I go. Um, he did a little talk show host in which he had Hulk Hogan and Mr. T 
on at the same time. Oh, man, that must have been great. Hulk Hogan choked him out, dropped him on the floor, and, yeah. and Richard oh. Belzer had the back of his head split open and bloody. On TV. Well, Richard Belzer kind of specializes in being a smartass. Um, well, yeah, he but... Didn't, he didn't deserve this part. Yeah. He, he didn't do anything to earn this. For those that don't know, Richard Belzer is sort of a smart-ass comedian, uh, very well-known around the New York area. His big movie appearance was he was the stand-up comedian in uh, a scene in Scarface. Or those of you might also know him from Law & Order Special, Vi Special Victims Unit. Special so, Victims Unit. Or, and uh, um, appeared a lot on the Howard Stern show. Yeah. I, th I think him and Howard Stern were good friends. So that was also 1985. Yep. And the way like it ended me. eventually was that uh, Belzer sued Hogan and won an out-of-court settlement for an yep. undisclosed amount. The amount's not out there. Yeah, he filed a $5 million lawsuit. Yeah. But, I mean, did you watch the video? Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. Like he's, he literally is just, and this is how we hold him, you know, in this Hulk Hogan way. And he's just his arms are so fucking big. Well, he put, well, no, he, he put, and then he put somebody off camera and go, hold him harder. That was Mr. T, and he did it. And bells are just like, you can see him go limp. Yep. And Hulk just opens his arm and was not holding him hard or anything. And Belzer was not fighting. And he wasn't like even trying to tap, or like they obviously had not taught him what tap out is, yeah, or something. It it, it was amazing. Yeah, uh, if if you get a chance, oh. check out that video, folks. It's a good one. I'll just go ahead and post it. Thank you, because <laughs> yeah, totally choked fucking Belzer out on live camera. It was so good. Yeah, that's a real feat. It was funny. <laughs> I liked it. I watched it twice. I like <laughs> straight up did. So did, that was did still crack the back of his head open. I mean, yeah, it did. Was like thing. he had a couple stitches. There were a couple stitches involved. So that was also 1985. Uh, the next big thing I found was in 1988, uh, he did the war bonnet thing. Do you guys remember that? War bonnet. What the hell is that? It was essentially a wrestling or a gladiator helmet with a fist on it. So like instead of the peak on top, picture a fist. Also a great thing. Uh, that didn't last very long. So it looked like he went to leather bars. Yeah, kinda. It looked like All it right. looked like the worst, shittiest Saturday morning cartoon superhero. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, back then, admittedly, Saturday morning cartoons. I don't know what fascination we held with them because they were pretty crappy. Ah. But we loved the hell out oh, of yeah. them. <laughs> so it was also around then, around '88, when Make a Wish Foundation named him the most requested star of the '80s. Oh, man. More kids on their dying bed wanted to meet Hulk Hogan than any other star. Yep. The entire duration of the 80s, which, <clears throat> there you go. There we are. There's the cult of personality. It was absolutely successful, and the 80s weren't even over yet. Are we on anybody's uh, Make-A-Wish List Foundation list? No. No? And if we are, oh, my God, that kid Only is our mothers. sick. No, I think it Well, yeah, and the wish that they have is that we quit doing this. Well, it's, well, <laughs> well, some is, is Make a Wish Foundation. My mom likes it. You know? Is Make a Wish Foundation. She doesn't open, like all the fucks, but she likes the podcast. Is it open to, like, lonely uh, middle aged men, or is it only kids? I don't know. I think it's mainly kids. Oh, Because okay. if you made it to middle age, fuck you. You should have had some of your wishes by now. It's when you're nine and maybe you have we three kinds of bone cancer or something. Maybe we need to start another Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> We can barely fund this fucking podcast. We are not funding a Make-A-Wish Foundation. Well, we'll just call it Lowered Expectations. 
<laughs> Moderate wishes. It's like you don't get anything really that great. Beer and cigarettes. Yeah, we show up. We'll send, we'll send you a card. Yeah, we show up to wherever. Beer and cigarettes. Your little hospice center. Bring you, smuggle you in some beer and cigarettes. <laughs> Well, it's not like you know. It's not like you're gonna smuggle in some oxy or anything. They already have access to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so yeah, beer got, and cigarettes. They got three what kinds those of bone cancer, right? Yeah. So we're just beer and cigarettes. Beer and cigarettes and some like porn. A, a nice. Heavy Actually, that's what I did smuggle in. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Was uh, one of my buddies in in high school. He was he had a wrestling injury, and he waited until after the season. In? I smuggled in a Playboy and a can of chew for him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I didn't know is that he'd stayed up all night hitting the morphine button, and... Oh, no, they knew. So he... I didn't know was that. And what happens when you take too much morphine? They need to give you a catheter. So they had just gotten done giving him a catheter when I I came in and I showed up with a Playboy. Nice time. And he's like, this isn't going to do me a damn bit of good. (laughs) that that sucks. Wow. All right. Your cigarettes and a nice heavy set waitress. That's what guys want when they're lying on hospice, believe me. I don't know. Piece of pie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 1992 now. <clears throat> there was an outing of a doctor, George Zagorian was his name, who was supposedly selling steroids to wrestlers, Hogan in particular. Not no. that you can't tell by looking at him no taking way. steroids, but he fingered Hogan. Uh, Hogan did. did huh? Yeah, Hogan denied the allegations on the Arsenio show. If you guys now, remember the callback to the Arsenio yeah, show, right. now we know about the fist on the helmet. And left wrestling for almost a year because of the heat. Uh, but yeah, it kind of also seemed like fuck it, take some time off. It didn't necessarily seem like you just was leaving because <coughs> he was afraid of the heat. Like like fucking it hurts. I mean, by the time the guy was done, he had had twenty two surgeries. Uh, I found a little list on Weebly.com, the hospital history, uh, slash hospital history. Well, only one of them was cosmetic, unless you count teeth being replaced. But he suffered greatly for the industry. Like his back, number of different surgeries on the back, his knees, like one of them's fake, a hip is fake, the other hip has been rebuilt. Like he's just been rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt. So yeah, take a fucking year off, right? Sure. I'm doing my best here, you know. So, all right, 94, he joined the World Championship Wrestling and Turner Network took over. uh, And he continued his holding of whatever title he challenged for. He still held every challenge. I mean, he was champion of everything forever and ever and ever. It was 1996 when he became a bad guy. You guys remember that phase? Probably, I thought. Yeah, it was kind of like the Spider-Man Venom suit era. It was just that he became a bad guy for a little bit. Basically, he... Uh, got on stage and attacked Randy Savage. Uh, And this is when he wrote Dennis Rodman into the ring with him. So we've got Mr. T and Dennis Rodman have both been in the ring with him now, right? Wait, he's fighting the two of them, or they're on his side? No, uh, Rodman was on his side because Rodman was a bad guy. This is during the Rodman is an alien phase. Okay. Do you remember that at all? So there's this thing that Rodman wasn't a human, that he was an alien. And in, and they, they made cracks about it in, in Men, Men in Black. Black yeah. <laughs> but it, it, came out, it came out earlier than that in popular culture. 
and I, I don't have the research in front of me to tell you where it came from. But I it was, do my it best to thing. avoid anything. It was amazing. This is something your your dodgy Google doesn't have this one. Oh, this is Dennis Rodman. You're missing this card, buddy, in your index. Out, out. The Rodman was phenomenal. No. Uh, next topic. <laughs> Rodman. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Just no. So at that so point in time, nope Hulk went from that. the traditional red and yellow to the black and red, and sometimes lightning bolts and things like that, and was a bad guy for a little while. He grew a beard that he dyed black and left his mustache blonde. It looked really wacky. Yeah, that was the whole Hollywood Hogan thing? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Hollywood came just after that, where he kept the beard, Yes. The beard was part of the Hollywood Hulk Hogan thing. Uh, and that was partially a name change for keeping rights to his shit. Well, that as well as um, it, it when he went from WWE to WCW, um, it was part of not only that, but it also um, it helped with their whole story arc. And, right. You know, being well, able to... Well, and that's one of the things... Often what he did there, and he is one of the few that actually he retains complete and utter control over his character, and he's been he's been known to be a dick about it. Yeah, a big time dick about it. <laughs> well, but he's clear that it's theater to a great extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, I'm I'm John and I went yeah to professional wrestling. Oh my god! Oh, totally. oh my god! Took really? Took yeah. over on. Yeah, we took my kid. My kid and I were into a, the wrestling video games. Yep. And we just happened to see they were coming to town. We're like, let's fucking go. Yeah. And we went. So we went and saw real live, top shelf. It was WWE yeah, it was, wrestling. It was, it was the Raw. T- top shelf professional one. Yeah. yeah. And I've actually been to two of them. I won't, I won't say <laughs> you admit it. that they aren't <laughs> fake wrestling. Yeah. They are fake wrestling. But the amount of athleticism it takes for somebody, Hulk to Hogan, fake. even Hulk Hogan size, to body slam somebody the size of Andre the Giant... Which Even is with apparently help. broke one of his arms while doing so, <laughs> uh, and like fucked up the other wrist or something. But the athleticism that it takes to do that is incredible. Well, if you look it, at the injury list that these guys have suffered, yeah, I mean, they are you, you get brutalized. people like Triple H who completely ripped his quad off of the bone and then continued to finish the match. Yep, uh, your entire leg muscle just yeah. went away. <laughs> so I will say that for them, it is not real wrestling. No. But it is real athleticism. Yeah, it, it takes some really real athleticism to do that really fake wrestling. <laughs> and then they gotta act on top of it. They don't ever act well though. No, that's not part of that's not part of the thing. It's 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 soap operas for guys. <laughs> guys don't care about how good the acting is. They just wanna see the big guy get angry at the other guy for stooping his wife or whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's it's not about good acting. It's just a show. And, and so welcome back to South that. Park, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what we just we just spent the last well, like, five days on a congressional candidate body slamming a reporter, <coughs> and that was the number one thing in the news forever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like basically wrestling is great entertainment. It is world wrestling entertainment, mm-hmm. and it it is. I I will say that I was I was totally fucking entertained for yeah. that two hours. Yeah, and I mean, the kid it was got, crazy. The kid. Well, I'm not gonna do it again. No, but you know, I, 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 I did one one of the bigger shows up in Portland, and the one that we went to was like a, a one hour promo for uh, their the raw thing because raw goes for three hours. Well, one of it, the first hour is taped, the second two hours are live. Or actual. Huh. Yeah, so we ended up going on a Sunday night, and that's where I did that. I went to one of the the SmackDown ones up in Portland with a bunch of people. And I had just gotten back from Montana for my grandmother was majorly sick, so my boss was like, 
come on. This doesn't require any thinking at all. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry, think about a damn thing that's going to happen here. <laughs> so what's, what's the difference in the audience at a, a, a professional wrestling match versus the audience at a monster truck rally? Similar. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Uh, Having been to both. Yeah, been, similar. Rodeo, similar crowd still. Yeah. The audience is like Jeff Dunham concert still similar. I've <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> been to all of them, but yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. not like seeing the Smiths. No, no, <laughs> those people are not there. <laughs> yeah, all right, I've been to those concerts too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So which one can you get laid at easier? I don't know. I don't know. How many teeth do you want the person you're fucking to have? I don't know. <laughs> Portland, you still got a pretty good chance of having a dentist. With half it's pretty teeth, liberal up there. <laughs> a person with half their teeth in bed better than just your hand in bed? I don't uh, Highly variable there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Let's, there's a coin slot behind the ear and a flat top on the head. You know, so you got you got you place to put your beer in, you know, just keep the quarters coming. <laughs> so in 1998 now, we're moving forward again, three years. No, two more years after the after the bad guy phase, he was on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and he announced his retirement from wrestling and his candidacy as president of the United States. Yeah. Oh dear. Did you know this? Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Now it, it ended up. It wouldn't be any worse than what we got now. Jesse Ventura was right. the governor. So was this before or after the Jesse Ventura? This governor is before thing? because it, it I mean that like was crazy. Before. It was kind of predictive. And from what yeah. I understand, Jesse Ventura didn't do a horrible job. No, but he also went sideways and lives in Argentina now. Yeah. yeah. But but it, it, so anyhow, it, it did turn out to be a publicity stunt. But seriously, what kind of fun was that? Talk about having control of your character and using it for fun. I'm going to retire from wrestling and become the president of the United States. Isn't the, but the I think The Rock is considering running for president. Oh, I like seriously. I'm not Dwayne Johnson, really. Yeah. I'm not and totally opposed. I'm not either. Like, I'm like not. again, I'm not. It, like, compared I, it to what we've had lately, it wouldn't be the I've first give, time somebody's up. moved out of show business and into the White House. Right. Yeah. It happened with Ronald Ronnie. Reagan, and now to an extent, it's happened with Trump. Because <laughs> I, I can't consider him a businessman. Yeah, show business, sure. Well, but, to a great extent, the Kennedys were a made family, but uh, still. Uh, yeah. So Hulk Hogan, president of the United States. Let's do this. He's old enough. I think you should take it seriously. He'd be awesome, right? No. Before he all right. At least he'd know how to shake hands with a fucking person from another country, a cultural leader from another country. Oh my god, can you imagine what the conversation Hey brother, did you take your vitamins today? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Let's do this. I'm totally down. I'm voting. I'm writing them in. Oh shit, this is good. Uh <laughs> So, skip forward, uh, 2001, he replaced both knees. 2005, his reality TV show, Hogan Knows Best, came out on VH1. Now, all right, I was only able to watch one episode. You made it through one? I made it all the way through one. I didn't even get to the first commercial break. I just, I focused on his daughter. Because <laughs> she's cute. In a blonde, dumb Californian way, but... Yeah, it wow! It was a show. It was, de- but it was it was just like the Gene Simmons one and the Aussie one, and it was just like any of those. Uh-huh. Like here, here's me and trumped up fucking arguments in my family household, and and 
It was just bullshit. Oh, like, okay. why can't I go on a date, Daddy? And it was just bullshit. Well, I think the, I think the real key is like you have a different impression of the person like after seeing the show than before. And I, you know, it's like with the Gene Simmons one, it's like you certainly had a different impression of Gene Simmons after seeing that show. It's just like the, guy, the guy's like you know brilliant, even though he had a dopey band. You know, uh, Ozzy. I don't know. You had the guys like less scary. After you see the show, yeah, he is. But one of the things, but that Hulk Hogan, like, it seems like you'd have the same impression going in and out. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I only did one. Like, well, I just... the thing about Hogan though is that, yeah, I don't know if it's that he's an asshole, or if he's just always on. His character. No, I think that's actually him. I think that's actually who he is. I don't think yeah. it's a character. Well, but no, it's, I think he, he's, he's been just doing that this. big boisterous kind of guy. But he's, he's been doing this for forty years. Yeah. So it's really hard to distinguish what you what you could have been and the person that you would have been if you hadn't been the back that built wrestling. You know, if you didn't have to be this boisterous, loud, in-your-face thing, is, is this the natural progression that he would have taken? Or did he just lose sight and his character became his life? He's, he's like Tony Robbins, another big fucking tall guy who's huge in, in life, too. I do think that it's just who he is. I think, in fact, Hulk Hogan could be Tony Robbins. John's hitting the sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, thanks. Funny, we got Lynchburg lemonades if we want to. Uh, I, I do think that he is just that guy, just that giant character. And, and after all my research, I mean, there is there. Okay, so fuck it with the list moving. All right, so I wanted to go through the products because the Thunder Mixer. Did you hear about the Thunder Mixer? It was a late night TV kind of thing. It's like a Vitamix. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Basically, and uh, <coughs> so he sold that. It was a, there were rumors that he was approached for the Foreman Grill before Foreman. Yeah, I found that rumor too. And didn't respond quickly enough, which doesn't sound like him. I that don't doesn't buy sound like that. his character. I yeah. Don't buy that. It sounds like he's on top of his shit. And was able to and would have responded. So he didn't do that one, but he did the Thunder Mixer. Uh, he did Bubblegum. It was a thing finger puppet, a tube with a finger puppet on it. I found, other than that, the uh, the Hulkster Cheeseburger, which is a frozen <laughs> cheeseburger with his name and branding, energy drinks, vitamins, flashlights, wrestle, wrestler-shaped Super Bowl kind of things. They were called Fly Buddies. The Terry Hogan headset, uh, that was a toy that played wrestling noises and shit, but it was also like your broadcasting headset, so it had a microphone and headphones thing together. Wait, so uh, what are you supposed to do with that thing? Pretend. Just like, oh, just like kids no, spy no, You can be the color commentator. Yeah, oh, just like okay. kids spy Because not here. everybody can be the so wrestler. it's not like you're like, I think I'll take a walk and listen to some wrestling grunts. No, it just, well, maybe. Maybe you're into that. Uh, of course, costumes and action figures and bobbleheads galore. Uh, flash camera, if you remember what a flash camera is. You know, the ones where you only get 12 pictures and you have to take it in and pay a bunch of money to get the pictures back and oh, you don't know if they're camera. any good? Yeah. No, it was the, the, flat, the block flash kind Remember that that square block flash? Oh fuck you, man! Did you put the five uh, flashes on the top of it? A toy wrestling ring that I came with an opponent, and it wasn't kind of it wasn't totally rock'em sock'em boxers, but it was very much like that toy wrestling ring. <laughs> uh, there were plastic watches. That was his head. It was like it was the bulkiest, dumbest. 
like as big as this microphone piece here on your wrist, just giant Hulk Hogan head that you had to flip open to see what time it was. Uh, you can boots. Oh, the classic Hulk Hogan gold or yellow boots. If you so desire, you can find modern, cheaply made ones for 60 bucks. Missed that. If you really desire, you can find signed ones for ten to seventeen thousand dollars. Signed Hulk Hogan boots that he used in the ring. Ten to seventeen thousand dollars at the auction houses. I found the listings. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy rabbit hole to go down. Mm. Like auction houses for Hulk Hogan boots and memorabilia, but Hulk Hogan boots signed. I saw about four different pairs, but they range from about ten to seventeen thousand dollars. That's crazy. Not as good as bi- not as good as Bitcoin. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but Bitcoin's like up like a hundred. It's up like ten percent in the past twenty four hours. Yeah. And it's up like over a hundred percent since is the beginning like of the year. A tenth of a penny in Bitcoin at this point yeah. in time. Like one, what is it? One Bitcoin is a thousand or pl- or more dollars. At this I think point I was talking time? to. Was I talking to you about this last night? Like um, no. the, the first Bitcoin purchase. Was a guy ordered pizza, <laughs> and he bought a pizza for ten thousand Bitcoin. Wow! And that pizza, I think now with today's valuation, would have been something like twenty million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin is a fascinating thing. So that's basically the products that I found out there. But let's move into this fun part. Uh, it gets even better. Yes. His wife of 25 years divorced him because of a sex tape of him fucking his friend's wife. Yep. Yeah, sure. Uh, Some say, and that some is ABC in this case, that his wife left him before this tape was made. His friend was a DJ, Bubba the Love Sponge. (laughs) She apparently had been in in a lifelong fascination with Hogan when they did the deed. Hogan was filmed without his knowing and won a lawsuit over it against yeah. Docker.com. Yes, and that was funded by... Uh, Who was it funded by? Uh, okay, it was funded I by... Um, I may Silicon, have gone that part in It's a Silicon Valley guy that basically he was in the closet and Gawker outed him. So this Silicon Valley billionaire decided to make Gawker suffer. <laughs> so he financially backed every single freaking lawsuit. He against could, Gawker. Yeah. And when wow. was the last time you heard about Gawker? Well, yeah, Gawker's <laughs> gone. The videotape, the tape yeah. is totally out there. And most yeah. of the tapes they released are out there because they were downloaded enough times and pirated. They are out there. I didn't dig deep enough to find it, but it is out there. It's apparently the sex tape. But uh, the woman, Heather Clem, had already divorced Bubba and... And said she had done the sex, and she had she had done sex tapes with a number of celebrities. Uh, yeah, like seriously, she just that was her thing. Like she'd fuck a celebrity, and then she'd watch it later to get off. That was her thing. So she was sort of like a female, like Bob Crane kind of action. Some people get signatures; she gets semen. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> and that's who that's She's how it a, ended up. Yeah, this basic star fucker. Uh, so it was settled in 2016 for a hundred million dollars in Hogan's favor. One hundred fifteen yeah. million. I remember that one. That was just last year. So, apparently, however, during those sex tapes, he made some racial commentary. Oh, good lord! Yep. And, and that didn't result, work out well either. And the WWE <clears throat> erased him. Yes. People are um, current. Uh, current WWE stars are not allowed to deal with him. 
aren't you need to stay the fuck away. He's persona non grata. They yanked his Hall of Fame status. They yanked everything about him. They erased all of his records are just gone. There's just blank redacted spots in the WWE records now because of this racial slur thing. And it was in response to a girl that his daughter was, or a guy that his daughter was dating who was black man. And I'm using I'm guessing he used the N-word. I didn't Probably. find those tapes either. Wait, wait. He's making a sex tape with somebody and talking about who his daughter's dating? Yeah, apparently that? it was a part of the conversation. Oh. Leading in. Because it's it, he didn't know he was on tape. He wasn't making a sex tape. He was just, like, hanging out with a lady fucking her for the night. And so that stuff went totally sideways, yeah. And he was erased. Like, 25 years of his history was erased. I think it's erased. actually more disturbing that he's discussing his daughter's sex life at all. I agree that that's... While he's having sex with somebody else. Usually, That's yeah. disturbing, I agree. Yeah, that's disturbing. But, but either way, it was... I think... Yeah, September 16th, 2015, WWE officials have reportedly reached to, out to all talents, including those no longer wrestling but still affiliated with the company, and told them not to have any contact with Hulk Hogan due to the racist content yeah. scandal. Comes after Hogan recently won, went on a media tour in hope of getting back with the company. <laughs> so, I don't... I... I... It's really hard to support that decision on WWE's part. I understand the racial side of it. He did go on television more than once and radio and apologize for having loose lips at that point in time. And I really do think that that's what it was. I don't think that he's really emotively a racist. I think that he just had used the incorrect words in the wrong time. And but you don't know the words he time. used. You don't know the words he used. Well, and every because everything on the internet's true. But there you go. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to say this because I'm reading a direct quote from the internet, though. If we're going to fuck with niggers, let's get a rich one. Hulk Hogan's racist rant during sex encounter with best friend's wife revealed in newly released audio. That's from the Daily Mails. I just read that from the internet. Uh, So that's, that's what I expected the words to be like. And it was, I don't know, it's not right. But the WWE, 25 years, really? Uh, that was published on April 14th of 2016. Yeah. So, yeah. So another court case. <laughs> uh, he sued the Laser Spine Institute in Florida for $50 million dollars. Because he underwent too many surgeries to be able to face John Cena at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, now, is that a viable court case or not? Well, the, the, one of the things here about like how much how much financial loss did you suffer? Well, the the, the deal is John Cena is now WWE's little. That, that's their poster child. Oh, he's a poster child. Yeah, he, he is the new Hulk Hogan. Well, and partially because CM Punk went to MME. Uh, CM Punk went. Fuck this! I'm gonna go actually fight. Yeah, well, there's there's too much bad blood between all of them. Um, there's, but when you've got Hulk Hogan used to be the the most uh, Make a Wish Foundation grinner, that's Cena now. The, Maybe in wrestling now. Yeah, uh, I bet Bieber has surpassed everybody right now. Like every dying nine year old wants to meet Bieber, right? <laughs> Stop. We will I have not every do bit this. of faith in this country. We will not do this. <laughs> uh, 
No, come on. So anyway, uh, nope. what? John Cena holds the the title for most wishes granted by a single individual. Well, that's granted, not Justin requested. Justin Bieber has half. That's granted, not requested. Yeah, has, yeah. He, John Cena's got over Bieber's schedule is a little oh. bit bigger. Singer than, Justin Bieber has volunteered in over two hundred and fifty. Like Bieber's got to got to screw little girls and do some smoke some yeah. weed. He's well, got a bigger not, schedule than Cena. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's only this whole thing where Cena's got to do something every week for you know quite a while, all year long. You know. Well, that's part of maintaining his wrestling persona. Yeah. And he still manages to find the time to, to double Justin Bieber's count. That's true. <laughs> I mean, actually, from everything I know, the guy is actually a decent person. Yeah. I, I, well. I don't know much about him, but from what I know, he's a decent person. I don't know that I necessarily agree with his version of cult of personality, but it is very much the same one that Hulk Hogan do, yeah. did. It's, it's American. <coughs> it's, it is I'm, very American. I am America. Yeah, it, it is very American, right down to the salute <laughs> that he always gives people as he walks out. Yeah, well, yeah. he's, he's a, a veteran. If I remember correctly, I think Cena's a veteran. I don't know, but what he is or not. but yeah. Either way, it's, it's that pulling on being so American that of course you support mm-hmm. us, yeah. and and the people that they try are trying to appeal to are into that as being the biggest draw. It, the fan base wants that, so I think that's how Hulk Hogan did it, did it. I think Hulk Hogan established a, some, a way for that to work for everybody. I'm going to take your phone away, Rupert. That, well, that, that's exactly and what happens there, is that um, Hulk Hogan did establish the way that things needed to be for a story. That they have to be a story, and you have to tell a story. It doesn't need to be true. It doesn't need... But it has to tell a story. It has to be entertaining. And that continues 40 years later. You know, and that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It's feeling like wrap up time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. I, uh. As a superstar, he's not that bad, really. I, I did. There was obviously dirt, like the racism thing, the sex tapes, but fucking. I, if I'm ever a politician, there's sex tapes that are probably going to be leaked. Like, that's just the truth of the matter. It's, I have a hard time holding that against him. Uh, he's done some decent stuff, like charity work, the uh, the visiting of the termini- terminally ill kids. Like, who wouldn't love to see Hulk Hogan walk in when they're on their deathbed? That would Me. that would brighten my fucking day, actually. I I would no. never request him as my Make-A-Wish guy, but if I was on my deathbed and Hulk Hogan showed up, I'd be like, that's kind of fucking decent. Uh, and I think that he has become a multi-platform and multinational megastar. Again, I'll say he can cameo as himself in a movie, and that's not something everybody can do. Very, very few people can do that, in fact. No, really anybody of any notoriety can do that. I don't think so. Not, really anybody not that can. Way. Not that way. I, I just don't think not that way and not that many times. And not Guess that who hasn't areas. seen It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? Oh, God. Whatever. Okay, that's my wrap-up. I liked him. He, uh, I, uh, racist stuff aside. Well, there, there, there's he's he's done a bunch of shady, shady crap, but that's it, it. Like you're saying, I mean, everybody's done something that they are going to regret. Um, when you live your life in a spotlight and under a microscope by everybody around you, those bad decisions are going to come back and haunt you. Um, I think a lot of what happened there is that he didn't actually get a chance to, to evolve 
into who he normally would have been. He he went from trying to figure out what he was doing in life, and then all of a sudden he's swept up and he's creating a phenomenon. And yeah, Hulkmania is a thing. Yeah, and you know wrestling and all of the other stuff, it just created, and I think that those were extremely formative times, and that's what happened to him, is he lost track of the person that he was going to be because he was too busy trying to be somebody else, and then that somebody else ended up actually just morphing into who he was, and that's continued all through his life, and that that creates a detachment from real real world consequences. You know, you when you when you live your life like that and everything is a make believe, it's a myth and you be, you get to believe it, then that's where you are and that's what happens to you. I would agree. Your turn. <clears throat> it had to happen at some point. I know. I, I've been like dreading this. So like I, I've tried to schedule this entire uh, podcast as like trying to live in the shoes of a professional wrestler. Because professional wrestling is athletic. They are athletes. It's acrobatic in the whole nine yards. But it's fake. And so I have tried to bring that fakeness. It's fake wrestling, but it's not fake entertainment. You just right. have to I've tried to bring that fakeness in terms of feigning my interest in this entire subject matter since I did know what this subject would be and tried to be engaged and all that kind of thing. And I can see how it warps you. If I had to do this every week and maintain interest in a topic that is like the, def- the, the definitive example of everything I hate in sports, usually I describe most sports as glandular cases tossing a spheroid. <clears throat> that um, professional wrestling is definitely that absent the spheroid. You don't even have that. And like, Hit him with that lacrosse stick. I honestly <laughs> just, I can't, I just can't get into it. It's just like not my thing. If it's your thing, that's great. Hulk Hogan was clearly, I don't know, uh, the A number one guy of that thing. And I can't, I can't uh, say any different on that. I mean, he truly was. I mean, he was a huge thing with it. And he was entertaining, and he was like... The thing I liked about him was, like, as dopey as he got and as dopey as professional wrestling is, he was always kind of a positive guy. And uh, I kind of liked that. He always, like, was peppy and up whenever he was on camera and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he didn't do any of this, like, you know, the Smiths or Kurt Cobain, like, oh, I'm a tragic The pouty shit. He didn't do the pouty shit. He was always up. And so I got to give him credit for that. So that's it. No pork lamaine. 